God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And thank you very much for allowing us to minister to this, at this altar. We are very proud of this altar. Many people from my country have been here. Many young people from our worship teams have been here. And we are really thanking you so much. And much more for Eunice. Eunice is uh, 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 one of the daughters that we really honor and love. And uh, being with her for two years, it's, a, it's a really a big blessing to us. And uh, we are so privileged, as you have just said, the, the biological mother and the father and the brother and the sisters are all here. Let's give them a big hand clap. Thank you very much. As uh, we are standing, I want to introduce my wife, Margaret, Dr. Margaret, Reverend Margaret. And um, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, yeah. Hallelujah. I feel as if to talk in Swahili and say, Mungo abariki sana sana kwa sababu ya kutukaribisha. Hallelujah. As you have heard, my name is Apostle Jesse Karanja. By the grace of God, I lead a praying ministry or a praying church, interdenominational church, located in the central part of Kenya in a town called Nakuru. Our church is a 24-7, uh, uh, you know, sanctuary of prayer where people come for prayer every day, every night. And uh, we have people who live in the campus or the, Levi the Levites who live in the campus and uh, who conduct the prayers and uh, the worship. And uh, we are uh, called into three areas, praying for the body of Christ. That is uh, praying for the church and uh, praying for, uh, for, the, for the nation and also praying for the family. Or we go the other way around. First is the family, and then is the church, and then is the country. Hallelujah. That's our major focus. We do it day and night, and we really thank God for that commitment. And um, um, when I learned that I would be coming here, I was very much excited. I passed through on, at the airport several times. Um, um, but I have not been able to be here. And, uh, but I really thank God for this opportunity that uh, God has given me to be here. And uh, just to really thank God because of our, and of our son, Michael, who have got married in this church yesterday. It is a very big, uh, we feel very honored in Jesus' name. Amen. And um, this morning, um, I would like to speak on the area that God has really graced me upon, and that is the area of prayer. Because prayer is the heartbeat of the kingdom of God. Prayer is the grace that uh, God has given us human beings to be able to access supernatural promises. All God's promises are supernatural. For you to have an access to those promises, it is through prayer. Hallelujah. Prayer is the staircase that leads us into the offices of heaven and to be able to receive all what we need. The other thing I want to say about prayer is uh, the language of heaven. Hallelujah. When you pray, you speak the language that God understands. Amen. 
Okay, when you praise, he understands. But uh, when you pray, you are connecting with his heart and speaking his language. Praise the name of the Lord. And today, I would like to speak from the book of First uh, John. The book of First John. And uh, I'll speak uh, chapter 5. We'll read from verse 14. And my heading is our foundational right in receiving from God when we pray, or our foundational right in prayer. Hallelujah. And First uh, John chapter 5, verse 14. First John chapter 5, verse 14. The Bible says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we have asked of him. Hallelujah. This is the confidence that we have, that when whatever we ask of God, he shall give it unto us. I want to bring to you three foundations that uh, helps us to receive from God. I'll just summarize them. One of them is the heart of God. We receive from God out of his heart. Hallelujah. It's not out of what you are or how you look or your theological background or your language. No. It's out of God's heart. Hallelujah. You see, um, with, a, with a lot of politeness, some people may think that when they speak wonderful American English, heaven is going to hear. So sometimes, when you really don't know the accent of American English, then you feel as if God is not hearing. So sometimes, when you are praying, you, you, you want to say, God! <laughs> if I'm a Kenyan, I'll call him God. And sometimes, we feel a bit embarrassed because maybe we cannot speak the accent. But I want to let you know, that does not count in the presence of God. He's called a God of all nations. He understands every language. Let me tell you something. Whenever I pray in my language, I like it. Because that's what really I understand. Mwadhanigai, hallelujah. You know that one, it just, mm, it's inside. I can really communicate with the heavens. Hallelujah. I'm just summarizing. The second um, foundation is Jesus' position. The position of Jesus opens up the door for the answer to our prayer. And the third one is our position. I'm just summarizing. I'll just talk about those three things. God's heart, Jesus' position, and our position. And by this, if you understand about this foundation, your life will never be the same again. Your breakthrough in prayer, because many people struggle with prayer. How do I pray? Maybe when I pray, sitting down, maybe that's better for me. When I pray, maybe jumping and shouting, knocking the wall, maybe that's God is going to hear. No. You need to understand, heaven works through some principles. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, as I said, I just want to add two or three more things about prayer. You know, my own definition of prayer is that prayer is a legal channel that God has given us 
uh, men to be able to communicate with him. Prayer is uh, the legal channel. So if you don't pray, you don't receive it. Hallelujah. So grace, prayer is the grace that God, um, that helps us rather to enter into the spiritual realm to receive revelations from God. Hallelujah. I just want to add two more and say that prayer is the pathway that God has designed for us to walk into the realm of the supernatural. In, through prayer, we can walk into the realm of the supernatural. You know, we, we are human beings and God is a spirit. And prayer is the connecting point that helps us in this weakness of the flesh, we can be able phew, to be in the supernatural. Hallelujah. Now, if somebody is getting it, could say amen. amen. Hallelujah. And also, this is wonderful that prayer is the arm that helps us to receive what we desire and what we ask of God. When we pray, we are extending a faith arm to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> I have said before that uh, prayer is the legal language that heaven understands. But this is more sweet. When we say we pray, what happens at that particular moment, the heavens releases a supernatural pathway or connection. When we enter this house and the leader said, let us pray, that particular moment, instantly, real time, there was an open heaven. Even right now, there is an open heaven. There is a great connection between here and heaven, the throne of God. Let me tell you something. The whole heaven is in attention to listen to your prayer, to listen to what you want to present to God. Now, let me give you good news. There is an open heaven. Hallelujah. If you ever needed anything from God, this is your hour. Don't miss it out. Hallelujah. Don't miss it out. Praise the name of the Lord. Why will you receive? Number one, because of God's heart. Psalms 103 verse 3, verse 8, the Bible says, He is a compassionate God. You receive from God because our God is a compassionate God. Praise the name of the Lord. Psalms 103 and verse 8, the Bible says that God, we can read, that the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. When you come before God, you must understand that, verse 8, that the Lord is merciful and gracious. Hallelujah. You must always have that in your mind. God is gracious. God is compassion. God loves you. He wants to hear from you. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Where I come from, there is one song from, from my vernacular. It has a wonderful verse. I just want to translate. People from my country, you can sing that, huh? Yes, is a is a is a, in English is what a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, we can sing. Three go. 
What a friend we have indeed is us all our sins and to bear. What a privilege we to carry everything, everything, everything. Prayer is a privilege we have from God that you can bring everything you need. Can somebody help me to say amen? It is your privilege to speak to the Father. Prayer is your privilege to bring all what you, I mean, your request to God. It doesn't matter where you have come through. The life could have been very difficult. But the Bible says in Psalms 108, God does not consider your falling and rising up. And my God doesn't consider your iniquities. But one thing he considers is about his heart. He loves you. John 3, 6 in the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he is only... Remember, he gave us his only begotten son. When you are yet sinners, he died for us. Can somebody say amen? amen. When you are a sinner, God loved you. And he gave Jesus. And whatever you shall ask in the name of Jesus, you shall receive it. Even right now, in Jesus' name, raise up your hand. If you have something you need before my God, we declare in the name of Jesus that you have what you desire. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I believe in Jesus' name. There are some things that you have been, you know, going through a lot of strife and struggle. You don't know how to speak to God. You don't know how to say. You don't have to know how to say. It begins with the heart of God. He loves you. It's not about you. It's not about your education. It's not about your finances. It's not about how you dress. It's not about, I mean, it's about his heart. And his heart, he loves you, my brother. He loves you, my sister. So today, don't come out of this sanctuary wondering how you shall receive because God wants to give you what you desire in Jesus' name. We receive from God because he loves us. Because he's a compassionate God. Oh, somebody say amen. I feel the power of God. Somebody is being touched right now. Just never forget the heart of God is demonstrated by the way he gave out Jesus because of you. Psalms, I mean, let's, Isaiah chapter, 10, chapter 53 and verse 10. The Bible says, Isaiah 53 and uh, verse 10. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him into grief. When you make, when, when you, you make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. This speaks about Jesus. That God was pleased. It was the, to the pleasure of God to bruise Jesus, to break Jesus on the cross. Why? Because that is the divine way that God has designed for you. To be his son. Hallelujah. And the Bible says it pleased Jesus. When Jesus was hanging on the cross. In heaven. God was standing up. And in his heart he was being pleased. Because through the suffering of Jesus. We human beings. We, have, have, we shall have an access to the throne of God. So it is, from the, it is the pleasure of God. 
for you to ask him of anything you need because he has already paved a way for you through the sacrifice. Did somebody get that? Hallelujah. It's not, you know, people have a lot of gimmicks. Sometimes they say, they say, you must come with a big offering for this particular sin. You know, it happens all over the world. And people travel from every other country, every hope, hoping every other, looking for what is called men of God and coming with a big offering. And they are told, if you have gone through this sin, if you see such a person, you see a particular person in XYZ country and you come with a big offering and you kneel down and you lie on your stomach, whatever they talk about, and you see grown-up people coming and lying down and they're holding big envelopes. That is not the way. No. Wherever you are, if you call the name of the Lord Jesus, he shall answer. The Bible says, broken spirit and a contrite heart, God will not deny. It doesn't matter where you are. Even if you don't know how to speak English. Even if you don't want to speak German, you don't, want, you don't know to speak anything. But what matters is your heart and the heart of God. And the heart of God loves you. He gave Jesus for you. So that whatever you shall ask in the name of Jesus, you shall receive it. So our foundational right in receiving from God starts from the heart of God. If we accept Jesus, then we have an access into the heart of God. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Somebody should say amen. amen. If we confess our sins and uh, we live right with God, whatever we ask in the name of Jesus, no condition. The only condition is to believe in the Lord Jesus. So from the heart of God, we receive. Because of his sacrifice, we receive. The other thing is that uh, what we see from the heart of God is his commitment into his promises. And there we say his covenant. His covenant is not an agreement between men and him. We need to understand he is called a covenant-keeping God. Hallelujah. In Psalms 89, verse 34, he says, My covenant will I not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. That is God's commitment to human being. It is not human being who begged God for that. It is his commitment. So I need you to understand, when you talk about God's covenant, we speak about his commitment to what he desires to do right from his heart. Woo! Somebody should say amen. amen. Can you feel the power of God in your life? I can feel it. Somebody, something, somebody, somebody has been stuck somewhere in your prayer life. But today, in Jesus' name, I want to say you shall be connected with the throne of God. Amen. Because you see, God has already given his covenant. And his covenant is not about your agreement with him. It is his commitment. What he wants to accomplish. That is what I call God's covenant. And he is a covenant-keeping God. What he says, he will do it. Definite. No going back. There is nothing impossible. All things are possible. Whatever you have asked of God today in Jesus' name, 
I believe in Jesus' name that my God is releasing into your life right now, wherever you are. There are many doors that are being opened right now in the mighty name of Jesus. There are many things that you have been asking of God. I believe they are, you are receiving them in Jesus' name. For God has committed himself that whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord Jesus, oh my God will answer your prayer. Where two or three shall agree on one thing, definitely the heaven will open up and release your answer. And I want to declare, I have faith, you have faith, and today in Jesus' name, I declare whatever you have asked of our Father, you are receiving it. Listen, everybody. Few minutes, just think what you have been praying. Just think, just think, just think. There are things you have prayed for months, for years, but today, in Jesus' name, just close your eyes, lift up your hand if you can, a way of accepting in Jesus' name. Let it come into your mind. Now you are connected with heaven. And now you're connected with the throne of heaven. I feel the power of God. There is a stairway between now this sanctuary and heaven. Oh, a prayer, 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 prayer are being answered. Oh, prayer being answered. Today, there are walls that are being broken right now in the mighty name of Jesus. There are diseases. They are running away. For by his stripes, we are healed. And I declare by this prayer, you are healed. Somebody has been struggling with the health problem. And today, I bring you good news. That God has covenanted with himself. That by his stripes, we are healed. And today, in Jesus' name, I declare you are healing. I declare you are healing. I declare you are healing. There are some people who have been struggling with the family, diseases, from it he hopes from one generation to another generation, from one aunt to another aunt, that your aunt never went through 40 years, so you are getting worried your mother died at 40 years. Today, we break that in the mighty name of Jesus. For God has declared you shall live to tell the story and the wonders of God in Jesus' name. There are people who have been believing God on a job and in Jesus' name. I declare that door is open for the Bible says where two or three shall meet, God will be there. I believe God is here. And the Bible says, whatever we shall pray together, we join our faith together for our brethren. Even those who are not here, but they have sent their prayers. We join our spirits together. We join our spirits together. We join our spirits together. In the mighty name of Jesus. For the love of God through Jesus Christ, for the suffering of Jesus at the cross, every door was open. And today I declare in Jesus' name, in this sanctuary, anybody in this sanctuary that has been stuck somewhere because of wondering how to pray, today God has paved a way for you in Jesus' name. I declare a door has opened into your life in Jesus' name. Chains are broken right now. Somewhere, somewhere. Chains are broken. I feel to dwell there, but I pray the Holy Spirit will allow me to move to the next point. Another foundation for your answered prayer is the position of Jesus. Can somebody repeat after me? The position of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Two things I want to mention here. One from the book of Hebrew. Another one from the book of Philippians and the other one from the book of Romans. But let's start with the Philippians. 
2 and 9. The Bible says that God has exalted Jesus and given him a name. And he has seated him on his right hand and exalted him above every power and authority and given him a name. Oh, yes. Jesus, this moment, is at the right hand of God after conquering the devil and giving us an access into the throne of God. Hallelujah. Right now, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 24. The Bible says that he, because he continues forever, has unchangeable priesthood. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Oh, hallelujah. That, you see, did you catch up something here? The position of Jesus? He continues forever. He is the unchangeable priest. You, you cannot replace him with anything. He is the priest before God. And it continues that he is standing in the presence of God praying for us. Listen. Whenever you say, let us pray, you must know you are entering into a unity with Jesus at the throne of God. Whenever you kneel down to pray, you are entering into the ordinance of heaven because heaven agreed on this formula after Jesus has won here on earth. Heaven agreed that no any other way that men will pray. Heaven agreed there is no any other way to answer men's prayer. As long as Jesus is at the right hand of God, praying for human beings, every prayer must be answered. That is heavenly ordinance on prayer. <laughs> it's not what I pray. It's not what I beg. It's about a decision taken by God the Father. It's about a decision that was taken by God the Father. That Jesus, the Bible says, after he has conquered, he told him, sit on my right hand. That's what the Bible says in the book of Psalms. Sit on my right hand until I make. Psalms 10. Until I make all your enemies your footstool. <laughs> so Jesus is at the right hand of God making sure the enemy of men and the enemy of God who is called the devil and all the demons they are subjected to his feet that is the business of Jesus and the Bible have said very clear he is there interceding for you he is praying for you Jesus told the uh, um, Simon Peter, Simon Peter, I saw the devil just moving ahead of you, but I prayed for you. <laughs> Jesus is always praying for you. Even before you get into that problem, Jesus has prayed for you. Let Listen, I have good news for you. Even what you are going through right now, Jesus has already taken care of. If you know that, you should raise up your hand and say, thank you, Jesus, and say, hallelujah. Thank you for my victory. 
The position of Jesus is a sure and a guarantor that whatever we ask of the Father, we shall receive. Not about your religion, not about your religious gimmick, not about your language. Sometimes you think, I rise up so much, I kick, I do everything. No, 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 no. It's about him sitting at the right hand of God. And whatever you shall ask of the Father, you shall receive it. And the Bible says, he is there interceding for you. So every Christian has this privilege. That's why we, I said we sing that song. What a privilege to carry everything to God. If I was speaking in my country, Kenya, I would speak our language. It says like this. We need to interpret that. That's very good. You see what it says? Why? Help me to interpret. Why do you stay for long without coming and talking to him? So Jesus every time looks around and says, Oh, John, or whatever your name is, or Anne, and says, Why do Anne never comes and talk? I'm here praying for her, and he's not coming. And then he says, Jesus is wondering, why don't you come and rekanera nake? Can you speak that? Rekanera nake. It's a top, it's a, it's a sort of a language, rekanera nake. That is talking to him and talking with him and telling him about your heart. So Jesus is wondering, why this man never coming to me? He's struggling alone. You need to pause and stand and keep quiet and raise up your eyes and your hand and say, Jesus, here I am. We receive when we pray because of position of Jesus. It's not somewhere that he will remember, oh, uh, Margaret was, was to call me at this time. You know, sometimes we carry these things called a slave. Because we have become slaves of this uh, mobile. Sometimes we say, let us pray. And your spirit just, just, you start looking at your telephone. And somebody asked another friend of mine, I thought the angel has called you because you took the, when we say we pray, you took the telephone. I thought the angel is calling you. <laughs> you understand the joke? We need not to be slaves of this mobile sometimes. If you put it aside, put it aside. Now, let me go back. So Jesus is wondering, why, why somebody? So Jesus is not... A, taking a walk, and then wondering, why didn't Margaret call me at this time? Oh, I remember Margaret's call. No, the Bible says Jesus is always at the right hand of God waiting for your call. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Jesus, in Philippians, he was given power and authority. In Hebrews 7, where we were reading 7, verse 22, Look at verse 22. Verse 22, the Bible says, By so much more, Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. I like some, some scriptures that they say, Jesus has become the guarantor. Jesus has become the guarantor. <laughs> I still have a few minutes. Praise the name of the Lord. He has become the guarantor. He is the guarantor. You know what is a guarantor? He takes over 
like when you are taken to court and you, maybe something has gone wrong and um, you are told to give some money for security. Then you don't have the money for security. Otherwise, you'll be put in jail. So somebody comes and uh, he offers to be a guarantor to stand, to pay that cost. Okay? If you don't appear in court, he himself will pay for it. Will pay for your sins. Will pay for your mistake. You understand this? So Jesus is standing at the right hand of God as our guarantor of everything we need. If there is anything to be paid. Now, I need you to open your Bible. Romans. Romans. Chapter 8. You know the scripture we love so much. There is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. But go to verse number 3. On the same place. I know you end up there. Okay? But go to verse number 3. I'm just following up about the guarantor. Hallelujah. Verse 3. What does the Bible say? Can somebody help me? I've not opened my Bible. Oh, is it there? What the law could not do, since it was limited or powerless by the flesh, God did, he made, he condemned sin in the flesh by sending his own son in flesh like ours under sins. There's another version which says, what the law could not pay for, Jesus paid for it. What this flesh could not be able to pay, if there was anything to pay. And you know this flesh could not pay for eternal life. This, pay, this flesh could not be able to stand for our sins. This flesh could not be able to work out the formula for us to become sons of God. It was weak. It was weak. But because of that weakness, Jesus himself paid for that weakness. I, I need somebody caught up something in the spirit. Jesus paid for your weakness. Whatever you could not do to attain the grace of God, Jesus has paid for it. Jesus has paid for it. He is sitting at the right hand of God, our guarantor. Speaking before God, this man, this lady, this gentleman ought to receive it because I paid on the cross for everything he needs. You don't have to pay for, every, for anything. Jesus has paid for you. Lift up your, your eyes wherever you are. I mean, lift up your hand wherever you are. We are appreciating Jesus because he he's paid for us. Let's give him a big hand clap and rejoice in the Lord. And rejoice in the Lord. And rejoice in the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lift up your hand. Something great is happening. If there is anything that the devil has been telling you, you have never been able to do it. I know these days there is a lot of teaching about the sins of the Father. I really appreciate and I really teach about it. But whatever your father did not pay that is following you up, whether it is bad character, whether it is bad diseases, whatever is some weakness, I come to tell you, Jesus, by his blood, he paid for you. Nobody can tell you, give this money. Nobody can tell you, do this gimmick. Nobody can be able to do it apart from Jesus. And today, in Jesus' name, we make this declaration. All has been paid. At the cross at Calvary, all has been paid. And today, in Jesus' name, if there is anything that the devil would like to follow you after, we have said, go back to the cross. Go back to the cross. 
Jesus paid for it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People may tell you, you have not done this, you have not done that. I come to tell you, there's nothing you can do beyond what Jesus did at the cross. There is nothing, nothing, nothing you can do. We are sons of God. That's point number three. We receive from God because of time. We receive from God because of our position as sons. Hallelujah. Ooh. What sort of love is this? That somebody will give out his own son that you become his son. Look at Isaiah 53 verse 10. It pleased Jesus. It pleased God to crush Jesus so that you can become his brother. That's what we saw, Isaiah 53. Yet the Lord was pleased to crush him. God was pleased to crush Jesus on the cross. When he said, Rabba, 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 Kisani, my father, why are you leaving me? God turned aside because he remembered you, my brother. Because God remembered you, my sister. And he sort of abandoned his own son because of you. Somebody should be saying, thank you, Jesus. Somebody should be crying and saying, Father, thank you very much. You allowed your son to suffer. If he allowed his son to suffer, how can he be able to give you what you desire? How can he hear you when you call on him? How can he answer your prayers? He paid for everything. He paid by the suffering of his son, Jesus. He sort of abandoned his son. The Bible says he crushed his son. Hallelujah. So that he will see the seed, that his seed will prolong. Other Bibles say that uh, so that um, he may have many brothers. I'm interpreting one version in my vernacular. So that he may have many brothers for you to become a son of God. It, it was a pain and pleasure. I call it the pleasure of God. It was mixed up with the pain. I mean, have you ever seen pain releasing joy? It's amazing. Abandonment releasing forgiveness. I mean, guys, let me tell you something. Don't struggle with your prayer life. God loves you when you pray. It reminds him of the suffering of Jesus at the cross. It was because of your prayers that God sort of for a minute abandoned his son. It was for a moment that, you know, Jesus had to go down to the devil and conquer the devil in his platform, in his home. It was because of you that he went through those pain. Just remember the pain. You know, of the stripes. Remember the pain of the nails on the cross. Brethren, let me tell you something. Don't joke around with the prayer. Don't joke around when we say, let us pray. Don't joke around when you're told, come for prayer. Like it has been announced on Friday. I mean, don't joke around. That is a divine engagement yes. with the heavenly. That's where heaven meets with the earth. That's where God rejoices. I tell you, that's where God rejoices. He rejoices when they remember how he crushed Jesus and because of that pain. And when he sees you responding, he's very happy. Spending hours and time, not a few minutes. You know, there are some prayers. I don't think they go beyond these ceilings. Father, I thank you so much. Hallelujah. Thank you for, thank you. Is that a prayer really? You are joking. You are joking. 
you are joking. If you are my friend, I'll chase you away. I mean, you, if you are, I'm, I'm your friend, you come with respect and joy and you smile and you take time to explain, you take time. Woo! Hallelujah. <laughs> Modani. If I was speaking in my language, I would say, Modani Jigwirada. Can somebody say that? Modani Jigwirada. It just means God have mercy. God have God have mercy. Because sometimes we really joke. You tell a small boy to pray, you know, when I come in as a visitor, and they, they, he doesn't have two teeth. My father, I pray for this food. Thank you. Don't joke with the prayer. It's a divine engagement. It's a kingly engagement. It has to be taken with the honor it deserves. It has to be taken with the seriousness it deserves. This is the grace that connects us with the throne of God. This is the grace that downloads for the young people to understand that, not people of my age. It is the grace that downloads all the promises of God. They are there with God. But when we pray, they become ours. It's the grace that downloads all what we need from God. I, I wonder if you don't pray how you will live empty life, poor life, frustrated life, life of loneliness. We receive because we have received the spirit of sonship. Romans chapter 8 verse 15. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. And the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are God's children. Somebody should start boasting around. You should start smiling around. You should start saying, thank you, Jesus. Now, did you hear what the Bible says? Some people are not serious about it. May God have mercy. The Bible says, when we accepted Jesus, we received the Spirit of God, who is a surety and a guarantor of every ordinance of God. The Holy Spirit is the surety and a guarantor. We read that before. He's a guarantor of all the promises of God, of all what desires human beings to be. So we received, not the Spirit of this world, we received the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God, the nature of God, it came into our spirit. And from the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 11, this weak body was transformed by the Spirit of God. It was reconditioned by the Spirit of God so that it can be able to receive what is divine. The weakness of the flesh has to be pulled away by the Spirit of God. When the Spirit of God came, we received uh, or we were energized, so to speak, with the Spirit of God. Now we can do all things through Christ. Now we can call heaven and heaven will answer because when we call heaven, heaven does not see just the weak Jessica Ranja. It sees the Spirit of God in Jessica Ranja. And heaven will honor the Spirit of God because he's the custodian of the sacred things of God. Thank you very much for catching my spirit. Hallelujah. 
I mean, you get this? This is powerful. This is powerful. This must transform your life forever, my brother. You should not joke with the church. You should not joke with the prayer. This is the divine connecting point. Not your theology. No, 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 no. I met people with a lot. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm also learned. Um, you know, I've been to theological school, but I sometimes, you know, we really don't catch it in theology school. Until the Holy Spirit comes upon your life. And sort of does away with the weakness of the flesh. So the Bible says in the book of Romans that the, we received part of God. I'm trying to put it in my own word. We, re, we, we received part of God, which is the spirit of God. We now have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We received the nature of God. So we walk on this world. Not like ordinary human being. We walk on this world as the sons of God. Hallelujah. We think godly, we see things godly, we imagine things godly, we talk directly to God, not through proxy. Mary, mother of Jesus, I'm sorry about it, but okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about somebody. I'm sorry. I don't want to hurt somebody. But sometimes I just wonder, what does the Bible say? What does your Bible say? It is only one direct route. I'm a son. And a son doesn't go through proxy. So, we are God's sons. And number two, we are the heirs of the kingdom of God. Galatians 4, okay? The Bible says, verse 4, But when the fullness of time has come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart that you can call Abba. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 29, the Bible says, then if you are in Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to all the promises of God. If you are in Christ, hallelujah. I like Galatians 3 and verse 29. If you are a Christian, then you are a heir to all the promises of God through Abraham. I want to promise you in Jesus' name that when you come to Jesus, you'll become special. And that's why we have confidence in calling upon the Lord God. And that's why we have confidence when we pray. And that's why we have confidence when we kneel down, when we honor God. That's why we have confidence. We are not looking out. We are not searching out. We have confidence that God will hear us because we are his sons. And in the Bible, we have said a lot of things that a son cannot ask for a bread and get a piece of stone. I mean, God has committed himself. He's a covenant-giving God. I mean, covenant-keeping God. Always remember that you receive from God, number one, because of his position of his heart. He loves you. He's compassionate. He doesn't count your wrongs. Whenever you come to him, don't start wondering and thinking about this and that. The blood of Jesus is enough to cleanse you from every iniquity. Number two, when you come before God in prayer, just remember that the position of Jesus, every time he's at the right hand of God praying for you. And number three, heaven will answer your prayer because you are the son of God. Even right now, wherever you are sitting, wherever you are listening, this broadcast, I want to let you know, even wherever you are, in Jesus' name, my God, my Father, Jesus is at the right hand of God, and whatever you ask of the Father, you shall receive it. Can we stand up in Jesus' name? 
Now, in Jesus' name, somebody somewhere, you are connecting with heaven right now. There are so many things you have been wishing. Don't wish, you pray. Don't wish, you pray. You talk to the Father. He's your Father. Hallelujah. Sometimes I tell people to pray, and they are keeping silent. How do you keep silent when you're in front of your Father? You speak. The Bible says that, uh, you know, we, are, we talk to him. Hallelujah. Praise the name of We ask of him. You don't ask of God when you are just keeping quiet and keeping silent. And looking solemn as if, now, forget about it. Don't hear about that. You know, sometimes we come before God as if we are in a mob or something or in a funeral. No, no, no. We are in, in front of a life God. I mean, he is excited. He's excited. I'm his son. I'm his son. He's excited that I've, I've come to him. And even right now, heaven is excited because of you. Heaven is excited because of you. My God is excited. Jesus is shaking up and saying, I want to hear. I want to hear. I don't know your name, but if it's my Margaret, my Margaret, I'll say, Margaret, heaven is excited. My Jesus is excited. He's saying, I want to wait and hold on and see what does Margaret have to say. I remember my suffering on the cross. I remember how I suffered that Margaret will have a breakthrough in heaven, that Margaret can be able to access the kingdom of God, that Margaret can be able to access the throne of God. Call upon heaven a few minutes. Wherever you are, call upon heaven in the mighty name of Jesus. Start by thanking God. Start by thanking God. Because he offered his son to die on the cross because of you. In the mighty name of Jesus. And then tell God. Pray unto God. Ask of God. Tell God today in Jesus' name. I come to you, Father. I am believing in Jesus' name. I am believing in Jesus' name that you have answered my prayer. I have prayed for you. And today I'm telling you, Father, intervene in my family. Intervene in my job. Intervene in my business. In the name of Jesus. Intervene for in my health. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh my God, my Father. You took away my suffering. Even today, I bring it unto you, my God, my Father. If you can speak in tongues, just speak in tongues wherever you are. If you have never spoken in tongues, this is your time to speak in tongues. When we speak in tongues, we speak mysteries. You can receive that grace even right now. In Jesus' name, lift up your hand. Start speaking in tongues. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. It is the language of heaven. In the name of Jesus, speak to God. You are need. Speak to God. This is your day of miracle. Something is happening. I will not call you in front because God is here and God is right where you are. Where you are raising your hand. God is right there. Raise up your hand. You don't speak to the king. when you are, I mean, you just release yourself in the presence of God. Tell God all your needs in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. I declare in the mighty name of Jesus, you are receiving your miracle. You are receiving a miracle in your family. You will remember it. You write somewhere, you shall remember that in this service, God spoke to me. In this service, God spoke to me. In this service, the covenant of God was upon my life. And he's called a covenant-giving God. About your family, God knows about your family. And he's working through your family. In the name of Jesus.